Old Fashioned Football on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by PrizePix. Go to prizepix.com slash SGPN and use code SGPN for a first deposit matchup to $100. We're also brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, a sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit HOFBets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. We're also brought to you by Game Time. Game Time has last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Use promo code CFBX for $20 off your first purchase. Hey, what's up? This is Sam Acho, and you're listening to Old Fashioned Football. Old Fashioned Football. Make this deal right now, Welcome, welcome to Old Fashioned Football. If you're wondering who you're listening to, this is J Mark. You can find me on the X at J Mark Football. Let me adjust that a little bit. And you can find us on the X at Old Fashioned FB. If you're not watching, get on over to YouTube at youtube.com slash at Old Fashioned Football. And you're probably wondering, wait a minute, wait a minute. Where's the better half? Where's the person we tune in to listen to? Uh, if you're watching, you can see that she is not here yet. Stuck on a work call. Life happens like that, but the show must go on. We pushed this back as long as we could, but we wanted to get it rolling so that we at least got a little bit going before before the uh, the game starts, which is going to happen soon. And yeah, we just wanted to get it rolling. Hope Hopefully, she can join us for the waivers and whiskey. Uh, but if not, it's okay. There are backup plans in place. She has given me her notes. She has entrusted me with her notes so that I know every waiver that she was going to tell you about. And of course I know every waiver that I was going to tell you about. I, I don't have uh, a lot of notes on hers. I just got the player names cause she stores a lot of that up there, but that's okay. I, I have what I need to be dangerous enough. Uh, not dangerous because you know, dangerous has not been very dangerous this, uh, this year, but I don't know. Broncos kind of turning it back. Turning it back a little bit after their defeat um, and that bye week. It's going to be interesting to see what they can do. If you're in the chat, give me a thumbs up uh, on the, the like button. Smash the subscribe button and uh, hop in and say hello. When you say hello, it prompts the algorithms. Uh, that's some sort of fancy technical term. Uh, gets those algorithms to pop up on other people's uh radar so they see that hey this live show has some talking going on let's hop in there and see what that's about <clears throat> i was gonna ask miranda how her fantasy football teams did this week and uh i can't do that but i can tell you how mine did uh, so we have two as you if you've listened to us before you know we have leagues on espn and we have leagues on sleeper in sleeper i did not do all that great i did not win a lot of them in espn i went four and one uh, i i in the family league I laid the beat down to my dad. Sorry, dad, but, uh, it happens, you know, it happens. And, um, and every other league, you know, one of these leagues, 
it's really interesting. You can trade draft picks, right? So I saw a second and fourth rounder get traded from the same person so that they can try to load up for the playoffs. I saw a third and a fifth rounder get traded to someone so that they can load up. It, it's kind of crazy how it's going down. I, I just can't move a third rounder. I can't even, I don't even feel right moving a fourth rounder just to try to get into the playoffs. I'm sitting at fifth right now. Four teams make the playoffs. I'm one game behind. I'm about to be, I think I'm about to be tied because I'm going to win this week. Have the high score this week. I didn't have to make those trades and give up those draft picks to do that, to uh, still outscore everybody's team. So I don't know. It's going to be really interesting. I'm still kicking around some deals, but it is just, it's very difficult to uh, to get that going. Anyways, we I, I got some injury updates for you. I got studs and duds. I got uh, Sir Throws a lot, of course. If you've joined us before, you know that. And uh, I got waivers, and of course, I got whiskey. Yeah, if you're in the chat, let me know how you're doing. Bear with me as well. I, I ha We have a screen here. We have a screen here, and we have a screen here. Normally, I got some help running them, but uh, running them all on my own this time. So how about how about that? Uh, as the uh, the one lady says, you know, let's talk about the injury report before we do anything else. See, this is where uh, I, I would be moving one screen while the other goes. But boom, there we go. Injury report. Let's talk about some quarterbacks. First of all, let's talk about a quarterback that could be back. Justin Fields. He uh, is a limited participant in practice today as he nurses that dislocated thumb. It was all about. Um, it was all about, I'm getting feedback that this is not coming up on the YouTube. That's concerning, but we just have to, we're going to have to go on, right? Uh, the show must go on. I'm double checking something real quick. Bear with me. I see it on my YouTube. I'm replying. It is on mine. <laughs> Somebody said, uh, it's not showing up on your YouTube. Well, when I looked, it was. So we'll see. But uh, yeah, like I said, if you're in the chat, say hello. Uh, comments help. If you guys can keep comments going, even if you're talking with each other, it helps a lot. Like I said, it, it helps the algorithms to kind of push other people to ours. Anyways, I was talking about Justin Fields. Dislocated thumb. It was all about, it's on his throwing hand. It was all about uh, if that swelling goes down, right? So if that swelling can go down enough that he can grip the ball, throw painlessly, etc. He will be playing. The bad thing is it's a Thursday night game against the Panthers. We really need to win that game if we still want to try to make a playoff push. So, we'll see how that goes. Um look at that. We got we got the moms checking in. Both of them. My mom and Miranda's mom. If you're joining late, Miranda's still stuck on a work call. Hopefully she's going to be able to join later, but we we agreed that the show had to kind of kick off a little bit before this game started. So I'm going to push through what I can. Hopefully she joins. If not, again, I do have her waiver selections. So I know what she was. I know who she's going to pick. I don't know what she's going to say about them, but I'll say my bit about them. And hopefully it's kind of on the same line as hers. Anyways, we're talking quarterbacks. Jaron Hall making his big debut as his first start uh, with Kirk Cousins out, of course, uh, for the Vikings. And he didn't last very long before he got a concussion. He is in the concussion protocol. However, Josh Dobbs came in. This is amazing. It's uh, it's hard to not 
Oh, here we go. Read that Fields will start. You know, I hope he does. I hope he does. The Tyson agent or special agent Bajent, Tyson Bajent experiment was nice. It was a great story, but we need that athleticism from Fields. Uh, anyways, Jaron Hall comes in, concussion. Josh Dobbs, it is so hard not to root for Josh Dobbs. This is a guy, he got traded to Minnesota from Arizona from Arizona. It was almost felt like they traded him because he uh, was doing too good, right? Like he was just playing his ass off and they're seemingly trying to lose is what it feels like anyways. So the fact that he gets traded and with very little time with the offense gets thrown in there because Jaron Hall gets a concussion and then he does as good as he does. They win the game. He finishes with 24 fantasy points. Uh, spoiler alert, he's on a list that we're going to be talking about. And then the other quarterback injury just gets worse for the uh, the Giants. I mean, they've had a terrible season, and now Daniel Jones tears his ACL. Absolutely brutal. To me, for the Giants as an organization, I mean, it's terrible for Daniel Jones. You got to feel for the guy. But as an organization, it's even worse because I would bet, you know, Saquon's playing on his short-term deal. I would bet if this happened before the trade deadline, Saquon Barkley would be traded because their season's over. They know there's no hope. Uh, I think they would have traded him if this happened before the trade deadline. But it is what it is. Speaking of running backs like Saquon Barkley, Cam Akers tore his Achilles, which is too bad. You know, another Minnesota injury here. Um, he was looking pretty good. I actually thought that he was going to start taking more workload from Alexander Madison, but uh, tears that Achilles and not going to happen now, obviously. And then Khalil Herbert designated to return from injured reserve. Going to be huge for the Bears if they have Khalil Herbert and Justin Fields back. It's going to be really interesting, though. Fantasy-wise, that might be a bit of a tough position because you have Khalil Herbert, you have Donta Foreman, who did really good in his place, and then you have Roshan Johnson, the rookie that they're trying to get involved. Um, We said at the beginning of the season that this might be a backfield to stay away from. I'm thinking or I'm worried that it's still a backfield to stay away from. Receiver KJ Osborne was banged up. I think he's going to be all right. Jamar Chase had a back injury. He's got some soreness and he's questionable for week 10. Josh Downs and Michael Pittman of the Colts both left with injuries. Um, They're questionable. I think they're going to be all right. Christian Watson, he's injured again. Unfortunately, he started the, uh, the season missing four weeks. Now he's injured again. They don't, it's not as bad as they originally thought, but I do expect him to miss at least a game. And then absolutely brutal for the Eagles. Dallas Goddard fractured his forearm. He was hurt last year, uh, missed five games. I think it was now he's injured again. Just, just absolutely brutal. Uh, you got to feel for the, for the guy. Um, and just the Eagles in general, I guess, but you mainly got to feel for the guy. Dad, hopefully uh, everybody got along in your office. I know you work with an Eagles fan and a Cowboys fan. Hopefully everybody got along in your office. Uh, let me tell you where you could get along, by the way. You can get along at prize picks. You can get along uh, by winning a lot of money, basically. And 
you know what? With baseball, basketball season here, baseball, baseball's over. With basketball season here, though, you can now pick combo projections across football and basketball from the specials league, a league created specifically for combo projections that includes two or more players from different spot sports or leagues. So, for an example, you might have, let's say, um, who do I want to say? How about Zach Levine of the Bulls? Zach Levine plus Cole Kmet at a 10 and a half combo of three points made plus receptions. Do a little Chicago special there. Price pick even offers a reboot policy. Not a lot of people do this, but if your player is injured in the first half, uh, you uh, it doesn't count against you. They they call it the player is rebooted. Price Picks is the only daily fantasy sports platform with an insurance policy. Testing skills on Price Picks this season is is a really exciting way to turn ten dollars into let's say two hundred and fifty. It's really simple to play. You can make your picks and submit your entry in less than sixty seconds. Plus, quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stat types. And that's what makes it the number one daily fantasy sports app. PrizePix offers weekly promotions that can lead to big payouts like Taco Tuesday. Each Tuesday, PrizePix discounts select player projections up to 25% to provide even more value. I still think we need to talk with them and get a Whiskey Wednesday. Uh, we will we will beat the drum to that. PrizePix now offers Apple Pay, too, for all you Apple lovers for quick and easy deposits into your account this football season. You know, I was looking at this earlier, and I picked a play from tonight, which is just about to start, so get it in. Brees Hall, more than 58.5 rush yards. And then I comboed that with two Thursday plays, Adam Thielen, less than 73.5 receiving yards, because I think the Bears will limit him. He's going to get his receptions. I just don't know if he's going to get the yards. And then Bryce Young, less than 222.5 pass yards on a short week. Those uh those Panthers, I just don't think they're going to do all that great. So go to pricepicks.com slash SGPN and use code SGPN for a first deposit match up to $100. That's pricepicks.com slash SGPN, code SGPN. Pricepicks, daily fantasy sports made easy. All right, uh, just in time to switch right over to this. This is Jim Miller, former Chicago Bears quarterback, and now it's time for Sir Throws A Lot. Sir throws a lot so far anyways, because obviously we do have a game tonight between the Chargers and the Jets, but Sir throws a lot again. Second week in a row, Sam Howell, 45 passes, completed 29 of those for 325 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Look, he's a legit fantasy option. And because uh, they're passing the ball like crazy. I mean, this is Eric Bieniemy came over to Washington from Kansas City, the offense that uh, they were running over there with Mahomes. Now, I'm not saying he's Mahomes, though he's, Mahomes is looking a little off, but Sam Howell's been our sir throws a lot multiple times. He's a seventh-ranked fantasy quarterback. He's rostered in 64.5% of leagues. Now, if you've been a listener, long-time listener, uh, it, it didn't even have to be that long, just this year, we gave him out a couple different weeks actually for your waivers before he was rostered in 50% or more of the leagues. Now he's the seventh ranked quarterback. That's why you come to old fashioned football, because we, we try to help you win leagues. That's what we try to do. We try to help you make the roster adjustments to help you win your league or at least win week to week, however you play it. And hopefully you got on the Sam Howell train. And if not stay tuned because you know, we got other waivers coming tonight. I think uh, we should talk a little studs and duds. Fun thing here. I never get to read the studs. 
We usually leave that to my co-host on the pod and in life, the Mermark. We let her uh, read the studs, but I'm going to read them this time. So I'm getting that over here, if you don't mind. I forget. So <laughs> driving driving myself crazy because I got too much going on, apparently. Um, this, this screen over here is a touch screen, and it uh, is controlling like everything you see around the border so i just flip to studs and duds it's how i can see some of your chat comments this is where i can see what i look like so i know if i look like a dang fool or something and uh this one has some of the stats that we've taken down this one is a touch screen so i can touch the screen this one is not and i'm getting confused by trying to touch this screen not working out for me, but that's all right. We, we, we zig and zag. We, we figure it out. Um, studs and duds. All right. We're going to start with CJ Stroud. What a weekend. My dad probably doesn't want to, uh, hear that name because I started CJ Stroud against him in the family league where he put up a, a massive amount of points. He was projected 16.4. He finished with 43.8. Sorry, dad. Uh, I, if it makes you feel any better, I think it was a little less in our league just because of the rules set up. You know, every every league has some little different tweaks here and there. And then uh, Josh Dobbs, I had to throw him in here because what a stud. Barely with the team, he comes in, projected zero, obviously, because he wasn't projected the starter, but he's a stud anyways. He finished with 24.92 points. Now, let me uh, switch to running back studs here. Richad White for the Bucks, projected 11.5, finished with 25.9. That is impressive. Then Keaton Mitchell, the rookie for the Ravens that we're going to talk about in a little bit. He uh, he had he was projected zero. Nobody pro expected him to do much. Now, I know a lot of that was in garbage time. They killed the Seahawks, but uh, he finished with 19.9. Then wide receivers. Wide receivers are both Texans. Um, not to be confused with the Texans that we learned about last week. Uh, they were both Texans. Noah Brown projected 6.6, .6, finished with 27.3. Tank Dell projected 9.2, finished with 26.6 points. I do have a league, the one where I was talking about everybody making the trades. I have a league where I have CJ Stroud and Tank Dell stacked together. That's one of the reasons I am going to finish with the high score this week. Tight ends, Janu Smith, 5.6 was his projection. He finished with 21.5. And then the Chicago Bear, Cole Komet, who is injured. He sat out practice today. Probably his back hurts from carrying the offense this, uh, this past weekend. But he was projected seven. He finished with 20, 20 and a half points. Here's what I love about this. I uh, After we do our start sits on Thursday, I always look at everybody else's. You know, your big name places. Uh, and, and not to throw them out, but your NFL, your ESPN, you know, et cetera. I look and see what they said to be like, well, you know, were we close on ours? Every place I looked said to sit Cole Komet. If you remember correctly, and if you don't, I'm going to refresh your memory. If you remember correctly, though, I said start Cole Komet. I thought he was going to have a good game. He had just come off where double-digit targets from Tyson Bajan. I felt like they were getting their chemistry going. I said start him. I can tell you for sure the uh, NFL, and, and we love Mike Florio, you know, friend of the program, but he had him on the sit list, and uh, it, ESPN, same thing. Those, you know, those big networks, 
they're not diving in like we are guys. Um, so yeah, Cole Komet start was also, uh, uh, a fun one real quick before I get the duds, Nick fortune checking in. What's up, buddy. He says you should have brought in the dog or the cat as a co-host. Um, the dog is on the bed sleeping over there. Not a very good co-host. She doesn't really watch a lot of football. Uh, mom says I should have listened about Komet. Yeah, you should have. We, we're not just saying it to say it. I can't tell you how many times Miranda has said I should have listened to us because we have said to start or sit somebody. And then when it comes to Sunday, she's like, ah, I just don't know if I'm fully sold on that, even though I said it. And then she doesn't. Usually it's when players that I throw out as a start, she's like, nah, he doesn't know what he's talking about. And as he still has a plan tonight, you do. That's true. Um, I, I think you're down. Let me look real quick. 136 to 61. Oh, I have a player playing tonight as well, just so you know. But uh, you're down by a little bit. So, I, you know, you're going to need a lot of points from your one player. Brady Reese checking in. Should I trade Saquon for Joe Mixon and DJ Moore or for Justin Jefferson straight up? Is it PPR, Brady? That does kind of make a difference for me. Joe Mixon's not been very efficient. Um, I, I know he's been okay. He just hasn't been super efficient this last game. He had 14 carries for 37 yards. He had the touchdown. I understand that, but that is not very efficient running. I, I'm shocked they haven't gotten some more running backs um, put in. Yes, it is PPR. So I like Saquon better than I like mixing. But putting the DJ Moore kicker in there, especially if Fields is coming back, that's a huge one. I'm thinking. I know Saquon's going to struggle with the uh, the injury. Uh, though, if Ty God Taylor is back, Saquon had some decent games with him. I'm thinking out loud here. I only like the Justin Jefferson trade if it's a uh, keeper league or if uh, you already have a pretty good lead or you look like you're going to make the playoffs because we don't know for sure when he's coming back. So if you have a lead and it looks like you're going to get in the playoffs, then I really like the Justin Jefferson trade because once he does come back, obviously he's one of the best receivers in the league. And I think Josh Dobbs is going to have that team cooking. Uh, the guy's been playing his ass off all year. I don't hate either of those trades. Uh, if you have a good lead, I like the Justin Jefferson one more. Don't mind keeping Saquon though either. I know I'm flip flopping back and forth here, but I think all I, the reason I am is because it's all pretty even. Uh, if you trade straight up for Justin Jefferson, I would make sure you have a, a decent shot at making the playoffs before you do that. If you want to trade Mixon and more for or Saquon for Mixon and more, I'm a little worried about Mixon's. Uh, just. He's just not ran very efficiently. He has big games now and then, and I get it. He got a touchdown, but he's not been super efficient. Where you know Saquon is basically the only weapon for the Giants. They're going to keep throwing it to him a lot for the PPR points. He's going to keep getting the run, though I, I get that there's probably some concerns that maybe they just stack the box to stop him. But if Tyrod Taylor comes back, I don't think they can do that. Tyrod had played, actually, I feel like, better than Daniel Jones. so. It's pretty even. It's all even. 
Um, you're going to have to trust your gut a little bit. My gut says if you're making the playoffs, trade for Justin Jefferson. If not, stick with Saquon. That's uh, that's what my uh, gut says. Let me get to the duds here. Um, and thanks for checking in, Brady. I appreciate it. Don't forget to hit the like button. If you're not subscribed, if you could subscribe, it all helps us a lot. For the duds, Geno Smith projected 14.2, finished with 2.68. That's uh, that's gross. <laughs> and Lamar Jackson, second week in a row that he's on our dud list, even though the Ravens are winning, he's not been putting up a bunch of points. So he was projected 20.6, finished with 11.48. Running backs, Kenneth Walker projected 14, finished with 2.2. Zach Moss, he's he's no longer, you can no longer trust Zach Moss. Um you just can't. By the way, the Chargers scored first if you're if you're watching along live here with a punt return. So all those first touchdowns, if unless you had Chargers defense special teams and it has to specify special teams, then you did not get those, unfortunately. Anyways, uh Zach Moss, we thought he was gonna stay reliable. It seems like they are for sure sticking with Jonathan Taylor and keeping him as a strong RB1 rather than this split that we were seeing to start with. Wide receivers, Tyreek Hill. He still got eight and a half points, but he was projected 20 and a half. So that dotted out for you. Chris Godwin projected 10.6, finished with 2.6. Uh, tight end Travis Kelsey in the same game against uh, Hill. He didn't, he put up more of a dud, projected 15.6, finished with 2.9. Him and Mahomes, their rhythm is off or something. I don't know if uh, Brittany Mahomes and Tay Tay got in a fight. And so now those two are, are not getting along. I don't know if there's been too many distractions. For Travis Kelsey with the T-Swift thing and all the questions there. I'm not sure, but he just hasn't looked himself. And then I was looking at the tight ends and I didn't see a lot of duds. Because um, tight ends are never really projected that high unless they're guys like Travis Kelsey. So I let me throw one more stud in here. Cade Otten projected 5.8, finished at 20. I picked him up in several leagues on Sunday because I either had a... Uh, tight end out or I just needed a better option and I I noticed that K Dotton has been getting uh, some more looks and we're going to talk about that in a little bit but finished with 20 points pretty pretty impressive Nick says damn it I'm going to bet he did not have Chargers defense or uh special teams as the first scorer so sorry about that Nick it's uh could be a gross game we don't know for sure before we get to the waivers, because we do have the waivers coming up, that's why you guys are here. I want to tell you that uh, about game time. You know, you don't, you shouldn't have to stress about buying tickets to your favorite sporting events or concert venue, yeah, comedy or theater. And game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all of those. Yeah, in fact, we we just went to a show last night a brand new venue and they they had tickets on game time you could have got tickets for cheaper than i got them i i didn't wait last minute and apparently i should have because i could have been rewarded with killer deals on last minute tickets and best price best price guarantee it's not the first time i've said breast price uh but i did mean best price guarantee you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for all the fun you're gonna have they got flash deals easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event in your area images of seat views lowest price guarantee 
event cancellation protection, job loss protection. You know, you buy the tickets, you lose your job, you can no longer afford to go there. Sorry, Game Time's got you covered. They know life happens. Uh, and forget planning months in advance. They get tickets, they get deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. You can get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. Plus, the guarantee, the game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section row for less, they're going to credit you 110% of the difference. They're not doing that because there's a, a lot of times that that's happening. They're not giving that money away. One of the things I love, you can get images of your seat before you buy, so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds, two taps, and you're set. Tickets are also sent directly to your phone, so no longer digging through your junk. Nobody likes to dig through your junk. Snag the tickets without the stress of game time. Download the game time app, create an account, and use code CFBX for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply, of course. Again, just create an account, redeem code CFBX for $20 off. Download game time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. We're also brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets. Win bigger by betting smarter this NFL season with Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Research every NFL, NBA, MLB, and soccer bet with historical stats and data. Enter any parlay idea into Hall of Fame Bets' revolutionary parlay optimizer tool to get hit rates broken down by leg, as well as an expected probability for the entire parlay. Sort all players by hit rate for any bet to learn which players are hot and which picks have value. Stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame Bets to craft more intelligent, data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com and use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month today. Start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame Bets. And don't forget, once you join that, they also have a Discord where the Discord users are, they're all researching. So you don't have to even do the research. They have a, a Discord full of users doing the research for you and giving out bets. And if you go to their, their X account, Twitter, if you will, you will see that they have a lot of winners coming from the Discord. Don't don't live with that that FOMO, the fear of missing out. Download Hall of Fame Bets or visit HOFBets.com. Don't forget to use that code SGPN. Now, back to old-fashioned football. Thank you, Jim Miller, old personal friend. This week is week 10 already. Playoffs are going to be here before you know it. And uh, also, there's some buys, some bye weeks that we got to worry about. The Chiefs are on a bye. And they just played the Dolphins on a bye, the Rams on a bye, and the Eagles on a bye. So you're talking about some, some big-name players that are on a bye. Your 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 Patrick Mahomes, your Cooper Cup, your Puka Nakua, your Tua Tagovailoa, Jalen Waddle, uh, Tyreek Hill. How could I almost forget him? Travis Kelsey, Jalen Hurts, DeAndre Swift, A.J. Brown. You got a lot of guys on a bye week and it's going to hurt your lineups. It's one of those weeks where it's uh, going to be a lot of big names that are going to bug you. Um, real quick, before we get to that, uh, I'm going to play a video so I can have a drink of my old fashioned because this is old fashioned football. But you know what? You don't you don't want to watch me drink. Right. So uh, in the chat, since uh, the people that are sticking around here, let, let me know which one you like better. Which ref moment was better? Was it when the ref said that uh, there was a penalty on the guy for giving him the business? Or is it uh, talking to America here? Let's start with the waivers. I'm going to start with, the, you know, Miranda always leads these off. So I'm going to start with hers first. 
And she gave me Josh Dobbs said he's rostered in 16.3% of leagues Vikings. Obviously I already talked about how they traded him. Uh, the Cardinals traded Josh Dobbs to the Vikings after the cousins injury. RD checking in his favorite is 69 giving them the business. I agree. I think, I think if it was a different number, it might not be that one, but the fact that it's number 69, that's giving them the business that that has to be the, the winner. Uh, we got, look at that more votes for giving the business looks like uh, giving the business is winning three to nothing right now, though. RD typed it twice. So we'll call it four to nothing. Cause he really liked that one. Anyways, Josh Dobbs, look for him on your waivers. He came in when Jaron Jaron Hall was concussed, and he completely took that team over, even though he had been there for, what, a week? It was super impressive. It's really hard to root against this guy, and uh, he's been named the starter already. Now, he scored 24 fantasy points with short notice. That was with 158 passing yards, two passing touchdowns, 66 rushing yards, and a rushing touchdown. Dobbs is the ninth ranked fantasy football quarterback. Every year, there's one player, sometimes more, but there's always at least one player where their roster percentage, which his is 16.4, doesn't line up with their fantasy football rank. He's the ninth ranked fantasy football quarterback, and he's only rostered in 16.4% of leagues. That doesn't add up. I get it. He was on the Cardinals. Nobody wanted to believe in the Cardinals. I understand that, right? But you can't argue with the results and and the the money or the the money, the points he's putting up. For Fab, uh, Miranda had not decided this one yet. It is blank, but uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna say, I mean, you don't want to go crazy, but again, he is the ninth ranked fantasy football quarterback. Looking at perhaps getting Justin Jefferson back in three weeks or so. This guy could stay in the top 10, oddly enough. If he if he keeps the starting job here in Minnesota with Jordan Addison, with TJ Hawkinson, with a returning Justin Jefferson, this guy could be a relevant fantasy football quarterback through the end of the year. So, yeah, I, I, I would, if you need quarterback help, 20% of your fab. I mean, we've talked about how it's all relative of what you have left at this point, right, and what you really need. But if you need quarterback help, you could do worse than Josh Dobbs. Speaking of doing worse and speaking of the Cardinals, mine is Kyler Murray rostered in 35.6% of leagues for the Cardinals. He is back as long as no setbacks. Jonathan Gannon has uh, said uh, <laughs> RD typed it forwards and backwards. Jonathan Gannon has said that Kyler Murray is going to be the starter as long as he doesn't have any setbacks. Now it would be typical Kyler Murray fashion for him to have a setback right before the game and he doesn't start, but this is a guy that at one time he was a very valuable fantasy asset. I know the parts have been great, but it helps elevate them. And you also have to realize Josh Dobbs, ninth ranked fantasy football quarterback in case I didn't get that point across that was playing for the Cardinals. Kyler Murray, probably more talented than Josh Dobbs. I know Josh Dobbs has been playing his ass off and Kyler Murray has been injured and out of the game for a bit, but I do think Murray is a more talented guy, especially when it comes to scrambling, even though he looks like a toddler when he's running in 2020, Murray threw for 4,000 yards and 26 touchdowns and ran for 819 and 11 rushing touchdowns. That was his last full season without an injury, but I, in, and I don't know if he picks up, 
at exactly that level of play. He doesn't have DeAndre Hopkins to throw to anymore, but they do have some guys that can play ball. They do have some guys that can catch the ball. Obviously, like I said, this is a offense that was supporting Josh Dobbs as the ninth ranked quarterback. So Kyler Murray is going to have an impact. If you need the quarterback help, don't be afraid to spend like 15 to 20 percent of your fab on him. Switching over to running backs. Uh, I was surprised at the Keaton Mitchell breakout game. Now, I know a lot of it was uh, in, oh, I was supposed to do Miranda's first, sorry. I'm going to do mine first. It's Keaton Mitchell, 3% rostered. I was was surprised by this. I know it was all garbage time, but nine carries, 138 yards, and a touchdown when the defense pretty much knows you're going to run the ball. It's impressive. Uh, I think he likely worked himself into that second spot behind Gus Edwards. I do still think this is Gus Bus's offense, of course, but I think Mitchell's going to get some looks. I think he deserves that and he earned that. And uh, this is also a team that's playing very well. So it's very possible that they're going to be up in a lot of games and just be able to kind of run the ball, run the clock and give Keaton Mitchell some carries. If you're desperate for some running back help, he's going to have some usage going forward, but I, I still wouldn't go crazy because I he's not the starter. This is still Gus's offense. Lamar still runs the ball. Justice Hill is still there, but I, I do like his uh, his chances to get some more opportunities here. So, you know, 5%, depending on what you need. Miranda's was Antonio Gibson, rostered in 42% of league, so he's almost at that 50% on the commanders there. Um, if you drafted him and kept him on your team, you've been very disappointed. I know this because I did draft him and I kept him on my team in an Eric B offense. You would think a pass catching running back would excel, especially a guy that used to play wide receiver. He's not, but he did see a little uptick in his usage. He had six carries for 34 yards, five catches for 42 receiving yards. There's the receiving part I was talking about. He's still the RB2 behind Brian Robinson, the other B. Robinson, not Bijan. However, he was on the field for 44% of the snaps, pretty close to 50%, and that's going to lead to fantasy football points. So, again, he's a guy I would go fab 5 10% maybe. Definitely definitely somebody to keep your eye on. And, um, I mean, if Brian, I don't want Brian Robinson to get injured. I have Brian Robinson in multiple leagues. However, he were to get injured, it's Antonio gibson's backfield all right let's switch over to receivers where miranda had noah brown for the texans rostered in four percent really got to keep an eye on this uh because of the robert woods status right he might not get as much target share with woods back however cj stroud just threw to him for 153 yards and a touchdown that's a guy he's going to want to keep throwing to he started the season playing 68 percent of the snaps um but then he got hurt, came back, and it was 56% of snaps that first game back. And then it's been 72% the past two weeks with Robert Woods out. So that's why I said really monitor that Robert Woods situation because if he's out, Noah Brown is definitely startable. The Texans are doing amazing throwing the ball. In case you haven't noticed, Stroud is breaking all sorts of rookie records. He's been extremely efficient. He It's the reason I said he should be the first pick in the draft, not Bryce Young. He's proven that even though I know last week he lost to Bryce Young and the Panthers, but I just think that 
is long. This is becoming an offense where you want any piece of it you can get, right? Because Noah Brown had a good game. Tank Dell had a good game. Dalton Schultz had a decent game. CJ Stroud had a huge game. So you want pieces of this offense. They're moving the ball very well. Fab, I would, uh, I don't know. Again, Miranda didn't give me her fab on this one. Depends on the Robert Woods situation. 10% maybe. If Woods is going to be out, maybe a little higher. For my wide receiver, Rondale Moore of the Cardinals, rostered in 19% of leagues. Look, Kyler Murray's back. There are not a lot of options on the waiver wire for receivers. This isn't more of a hope that Rondell Moore and Kyler Murray kind of get on the same page quickly. Moore hasn't had a great season, don't get me wrong, but he's got Murray coming in and they they need a receiver to kind of step up. Why not the speedy five foot seven slot receiver in Rondell Moore? I think he's a guy that they they can get involved in many different ways. I mean, he's already ran the ball out of the backfield, done some of those sweeps, you know. So uh I he's a guy that I think could be elevated with Murray stepping back in. And uh, but I wouldn't go crazy on Fab. Uh, I wrote down three to five percent of Fab. I I definitely wouldn't go crazy at all. You know, thinking back, I don't even know if I said what I was drinking tonight, and now I feel bad for that. Uh, usually, I'm just all set up to ask Miranda, "What are we drinking today?" And then she answers that question. I don't think I asked that to myself. So, I'll let you know. We're drinking Old Granddad One Fourteen. More info to come after we get through these tight ends. Uh, I, you know, if, you, if you're joining late, Miranda is stuck on a work call. And we had this debate on if we were going to wait, keep pushing the pod back. We had pushed it back. You know, we like to try to start at six on Mondays. So we're done by the game. We were, we were going back and forth. Do we push this back? Do we keep going and whatnot? And we finally decided, like, why don't you go ahead and take it if i can join i'll join if not it is what it is and uh, she was bummed about that but uh good good hubby moment before i came in here to talk to you fine people about fantasy football and whiskey i had already made our old fashioned so i went ahead and took her her old fashioned so she can enter workday rights and she's still stuck on on work calls even though it's well past time to call it a day i mean it, it's it's 7:43 so Time to have a drink if you're still working, in my opinion. Because she started well before 7.43 in the morning. Let's talk about tight ends. Taysom Hill. Why? Why do we have to keep talking about this guy? And I mean that in a way of why is he still rostered in less than 50% of leagues? He's the most versatile fantasy football player in, in the league. You can't tell me otherwise. I know there are a lot of good fantasy football players. I know there are players that put up more points, but tell me a player that you can put in your tight end and you can think that, you know, he might get a receiving touchdown. He might get a rushing touchdown. He might have a passing touchdown past three games. He has had in a half PPR league, 14.8, 21.96 and 18.62 in those games. He had three rushing touchdowns, one passing touchdown, one receiving touchdown. Why is he rostered in less than 50% of leagues? I don't get it. I really don't. Uh, it doesn't make sense to me. He should be rostered in all leagues that are at least 10 team, in my opinion, because he's a guy that if you have a bye week, you can throw him in your flex. You can throw him in your tight end. Hell, if it's a super flex league, you can put him in the quarterback spot. Um, 
it now granted you'd probably just throw them in your your super flex spot but maybe maybe you have all with all these injuries maybe you haven't had luck on the waiver wire you can throw him in as a quarterback on on most fantasy apps why why is he not rostered in more leagues i don't understand it this guy is doing everything on the field even with alvin kamara he's got more rushing touchdowns in the past three games uh, he's throwing touchdowns. He's receiving touchdowns. He's outplaying Jawan Johnson. I don't get it. If you can't tell, we're both a little, uh, Moran and I were both, it was on her list, but I I'm right on the same page of why, why is he not getting picked up? Uh, my tight end was Kate Otten, a guy that I already talked about as a stud. He's rostered in 10% of leagues. I actually picked him up this weekend. I, I wish I had told you guys last weekend to start him and pick him up because I had a gut feeling. I didn't uh, tell you about it. I should have. That's on me. But his role in this offense has been growing, right? Three weeks ago, he had five catches on six targets. Last week, it was four catches on six targets. Six targets for a tight end. That's kind of a big deal. You're not, you're not seeing a lot of breakout tight ends. Not even Travis Kelsey's doing all that great, right? So that those are numbers you want to chase. This week it paid off where he had six catches on nine targets, which he turned into 70 yards and a touchdown. Baker is showing that he likes throwing to this guy, and this was his best game yet. I think he's going to continue to be involved. He's going to be involved in this offense, especially when the defense is they have to try to stop guys like Mike Evans, you heard of him, Chris Godwin. They got to try to slow those guys down. They got to stop Richard White. You can't stop them all. KDOT is really starting to blossom into a decent tight end. And I've been really impressed with him. I think he's going to continue to get that six to seven target range every game going forward. So if you need tight end help, I can't blame you for whatever fab you want to throw at him. I'm sticking at 10% because it's still hard to spend a lot of money on tight ends. But, um, yeah, that, that's what I'm doing. I, I'm sticking at uh, about 10%, but I can't blame you if you want to go more than that. All right, that's it. I mean, that's the waivers. I'm not going to stop on you now. We have some whiskey to talk about, right? So I'm going to move some stuff over so that I don't have my – usually when we read these, we move them over to this main screen so that I don't have to turn my face. Okay. It's you and me, people. We got this. Uh, like I said, old granddad, it was very good in the old-fashioned. Um, I feel like I made a great old-fashioned again. You know, I went and got an old-fashioned at the concert last night. The uh, We went to see Judah and the Lion and Need to Breathe. Excellent concert at a brand-new venue in Waukee, and, uh, which I can't think of the name of right now. I'm forgetting the name of it. Uh, it's not important. It's a cool venue. If you find yourself in the Iowa area, if you are a Iowa listener, Chargers pissing me off right now because I have Austin Eckler as my uh, captain in a showdown. They're on the one-yard line, and they're not giving him the ball. Come on. Give him the ball. Anyways, uh, excellent concert, but I, I did get a old-fashioned double uh, with Makers 46. And that was $23, which is why I like going to the Flying Moose with RD, where he will give me whiskey pours, and not just me, anybody, for a much better price. Anyways, I don't want to go too deep into this history, because this is made by Beam Suntory, a.k.a. Jim Beam, 
and I know you know Jim Beam. Oh, as I'm doing this, I I should be getting a uh, a single pour ready. So excuse me. You're gonna have to since I'm on my own right now. You're gonna have to uh, bear with me here. Get my little single going so I can build the taste profile. This is gonna be the uh, what I call the editing portion of the podcast. If you're listening to it. Because since I am on my own, I can't talk and taste and build my profile at the same time. So you're going to have to, if you're watching me, um, I guess just help me out by talking amongst yourselves in the in the chat. Uh, anyways, made by Jim Beam. We all know Jim Beam. We all know them pretty well. So Old Granddad is a, a brand of bourbon whiskey distilled at their distillery in Clermont, Kentucky. The brand was created by Raymond B. Hayden. Now, if you're a whiskey fan uh you probably know the name hayden in whiskey um it was named after his grandfather his his old granddad whose name was meredith basil hayden senior i'm sure you've heard of basil hayden uh basil hayden meredith basil hayden was a well-known distiller during his lifetime fanciful portrait of hayden senior is depicted on the front of each bottle today and it is owned and produced by Beam Suntory. Now, I'm going to put this up here. If you're listening on a podcast platform, you're going to have to go to YouTube.com at the 50 minute and 11 second mark to see. Now, it's not focusing great, but oh, there I had it for a second. Anyways, that's uh, that's Meredith Basil Hayden Sr., also known as Old Granddad. As of December 2015, Old Granddad and Old Overholt, both of which are Beam Suntory brands, are marketed at, together as the Olds. The Hayden family's commercial who scored the touchdown, Austin Eckler. Thank you. The Hayden family's first commercial distillery was created in 1840, and the whiskey has been in production since that time, despite several changes of ownership. In 1899, Old Granddad was sold to the Wathen family, whose broad interest in the whiskey business later formed the American Medicinal Spirits Company and the foundation of National Distillers Group. During Prohibition, the company produced medicinal whiskey for sick, blind, and lame patients. I'm kind of lame. I mean, I crack jokes all the time, and Miranda says I'm lame. So this was created for me, I think. Uh, National Distillers had facilities in Cincinnati, Ohio, Frankfurt, Kentucky, and Louisville, Kentucky, and also produced Old Crow, Old Overholt, and Old Taylor, all the old stuff. In 1987, 1987, the year I was born, if you're counting, National Distillers Group sold the spirits business to the Fortune Brands Holding Company, which later became Beam Inc. Old Granddad remains one of USA's 10 best-selling straight whiskeys. That that was a shocker to me. One of the best, uh, one of the top 10 sellers for straight whiskeys. Uh, it comes in three different bottling proofs, 80 proof, 100 proof bottled and bond, which I would like to try. Or will the 114 barrel proof in the short height bottle, which is, of course, what I am drinking now. Uh, you can see it right here. You can see it's kind of got a unique shape and it is shorter. And it's the 114 proof, the, the big stuff, which is for the sick. This would be great for a hot toddy. Uh, since 1992, Beam has also marketed another brand of Kentucky bourbon, Basil Hayden's, named after the same person. So Basil Hayden also named after meredith basil hayden senior who uh, was referred to as old granddad by raymond b hayden so i've tried not to sniff in the mic too much but i've been a little sniffly today probably probably the rona 
I've had a lot of fluid in the ears and stuff. Uh, depending on what side I sleep on, I wake up and that ears plugged. So I don't know what's going on for sure. Maybe it's just the change in the season. We've had cold weather to hot weather to cold weather. It's 68 today. Yeah, I'm not getting a ton of smell. I apologize on that. It's a very strong smelling, which you can imagine at 114. Um, trying to figure out how to how to uh, say it nicely. Just that it's a strong alcohol smell. It's a strong alcohol smell. Um, you definitely have a lot of alcohol forward. There's not much more that I'm picking up right now. Again, nose snifflies plugged. That happens. So let's go for a taste. Talk amongst yourselves. Better yet, talk in the chat. Uh, let me know if you are rooting for the Chargers tonight or the Jets. Also, let me know how long until Aaron Rodgers comes back, in your opinion. That has some kick. Um, <clears throat> that was taste one. I'm going to have to do a couple tastes here. If you're in the chat, let me know what round pick you think I should give up to get Austin Eckler from the guy that's also in the chat here, RD. Because he's got Austin Eckler. All these trades keep happening. People are giving up seconds and fourths and thirds and fifths. And I'm just having trouble wrapping my head around giving up that that high of a pick for anybody. There we go. Got a comment in here. Rooting for the Jets because I have Brees Hall. Iowa State. He's uh hasn't done a ton in the game so far. Five carries, 18 yards. But he does have three receptions for eight yards. That helps. Um, <laughs> Hardy says it doesn't have to be a second. I, I just, even so a third or a fourth is really hard for me to swallow. I offered somebody a sixth for a 12th today. It didn't go through cause somebody else had a better offer, but I'm, I'm maybe I'm just a cheap ass. You know what? I haven't made any moves and I still had the high score. I know I can't depend on CJ Stroud to have 50 points every week, but um, I, I do feel like I have a solid team. The only th if I knew I was going to make the playoffs, I probably would give up like a fourth or a fifth rounder, but not knowing if I'm going to make the playoffs makes it really hard. Okay. So here's what I'm getting from this. It's, um, got definitely the, the Oak bourbon taste that you normally get, but there's one thing that's really sticking out to me. I almost wanted to say it was like a graininess, like grains, but on the back end, it's almost like a nuttiness, which you don't get in a lot of bourbons. You don't have a lot of nut flavor in bourbons, but that's what I'm kind of getting on the tail end of it. Like, um, like I just had a hand, a handful of like roasted peanuts. Uh, yeah, it's, it's got heat. Obviously it's a 114. You're going to have some heat. Uh, but it, it drinks like some other hunter proof. So it's not overwhelming heat. It's definitely warms you though. It's going to clear the sinuses soon. I can tell that, but, uh, yeah, it's got a nuttiness. I think, I mean, it, you, the best way to enjoy bourbon is how you like it, right? We've heard that we're whiskey. I think this one actually would be better with a little, little ice cube in it. It was very good in an old fashioned because it stood out and it kind of stands on its own because obviously it's a 114 proof. But uh, no, this is really good. If you get a chance, the other thing I really like about this, I think this bottle, this 114 proof, um, it had come recommended by a bourbon chat group that I am in. 
people talk about this one and still say it's one of their go-tos. Obviously, it's a lot of people goes a lot of people's go-to. If it's in the top 10 as far as sales. But this bottle, I think, was 24 bucks. So very affordable for a 114 proof bourbon. And it's it's good. It's really good in the mixed drink. It's uh, better in the mixed drink than it is straight, but it's not bad straight either. It's strong. This would be great for a hot toddy. Cold season is coming up. Maybe it's here. I'm sorry, that was obnoxious sniffing, but I was doing it to make a point. And uh, yeah, make sure you join us on Thursday for your start sits. We, we're really looking forward to uh, getting the chat back. Hopefully we can join a little bit earlier this this time. That's on the, the 9th already. Then the 16th, we're going to have uh, a special guest because Miranda's on work travel. So we're going to have somebody joining the, the pod, maybe a couple people. We'll see how that goes. The uh, the week after that for start sit, we might not have a start sit because it is Thanksgiving. Maybe we'll set up a little thing in the, the Twitter so you can go ask us questions there. Got to get some guests on. Uh, we've been working on that. You know, it's hard to coordinate schedules with grown adults who have lives, uh, including ourselves. But we're going to we got a couple guests lined up that we want to have on, including Savage and Cooks, Dylan Carney. We're trying to work on getting him on the show just not working out yet for for timelines. I mean, they just released some some new whiskey. So that has been an issue for them. No big deal though. That's all I got for you. If you have any questions, you can always reach out to us on Twitter at Old Fashioned FB. If you don't have Twitter, we're on Instagram, Old Fashioned Football Podcast. We're on Facebook, Old Fashioned Football Podcast. We're on YouTube, though I don't think there's a messaging system on YouTube, but you can slip into the comments and comment on the videos. Don't forget to subscribe. Don't forget to hit, give us a thumbs up. Don't forget to go to the merch store. Get some old-fashioned football podcast hats or shirts. All that really helps us. It doesn't stuff our pockets by any means. Um, in fact, we make nothing off of merch. But um, the, uh, the whiskey's kicking back on me a little bit. But it does help us a lot as far as, you know, just the company saying like, wow, they're selling merch. People are must be listening and they must like the show because they want to wear it. Uh, that's really good brand advertisement for us. It helps us a ton. Other things that help give us, like I said, subscribe, give us a thumbs up, go to Spotify or Apple, leave a leave a review, uh, especially the Apple ones. Those help a ton. Spotify is good, great, too. If you have both, do both. That That's excellent. We're going to be doing a contest. We wanted to do it in November, but we're starting a little late there. Maybe we'll do it holiday to holiday. Thanksgiving to Christmas, we'll do a little contest. Um, we'll keep you updated on that. But anyways, hope you all have a good luck on, with your waivers. We'll be back for start sits for week 10. I can't believe it's week 10 already. This season is flying. And that's all I got, and my old fashion is gone. Going once, going twice. Sold. Old fashioned football.